Welcome back to What's Up Cuz. How do your boys feel about their sister having a boyfriend? But I would be doing the same thing! Yes. You don't get along with me, there's a problem. <laughs> your family's opinion matters. Buddy had unexpected foot surgery. If you like the guy, go talk to him. That's probably the advice I would have gave too, I have to say. No, not at all. I raised her well, yeah. Erica. You made a good call. That's how I would approach it. She gets the days, I get the nights. Before she goes, <laughs> I want to answer this first. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spira. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got an episode, just the two of us, for you guys mm -hmm. today, answering all your questions. Uh, but first, as always, what's new, Lisa? What's happening with the family? What's new and exciting, Erica? My son turned 16 this week. My blonde hair, blue-eyed Marco <laughs> turned 16 this week. Really scary. Time flies. Scary. I know. Very I was scary. Like, How does it feel? It feels crazy to know that I'm going to have a third driver in the house. That's, I think, the most scariest part. You know, when you think 16, 17, it's like the driving thing. Driving, like, you know. Oh, yeah. I remember when I turned 16 and was getting my permit. It was crazy and how now I have my third child going through it. And he's actually going for his first lesson tonight. How are you feeling? Okay. I'm feeling a little nervous, I have to say. You know, really? it, first time out on the road, out on the open road. Open road? Yeah. He, when did he get his permit? Like the day he turned? Uh, well, right. he's going for his lessons, so he's got to have like six hours behind the wheel, and then he officially gets his permit. Okay. All right. So we're starting that tonight. But he's having lessons with a professional. That's good. Yes, with a professional. Okay. You know, we did a little bit around the the, the um, cul-de-sac, you know, but yeah. nothing major, you know? know. It's so exciting, though. I remember turning 16. I couldn't wait. Yeah. I was so excited. But uh, wh which kid getting the license made you uh, the most nervous, would you say? Believe it or not, it was my first, Sophia. Really? She made me the most nervous, but I think it was more on me because she was my first. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I guess I was just nervous that the more that's going. But but no, no, I shouldn't say that because Marco Marco's <laughs> a really close second to that. Really close. Yeah. The, the one I wasn't nervous about was Buddy because he's always driven quads and boats and jet skis and all that. And I feel like. Even though it's not the same thing, it's kind of the same. It's mm -hmm. like you have a good sense of direction kind of thing. Maybe it's also the being in charge. Like maybe. being the older brother, it's kind of like... Uh, maybe, you, I don't You know. naturally have like a little bit more responsibility or you a little bit more take charge as opposed to the It could be. Born. It could be, but, but Buddy does tell me that he's actually nervous of Marco getting his license because he feels like he's going to speed a lot. Really? I said, really? Coming from the guy that I have to, you know, <laughs> track his, his uh, speeding... Yeah, on a daily you, basis. The thing you have that tracks them, it also tracks how fast they drive. It usually does, yes. It tells me, you know, what the high speed was of the day. That's crazy, mm -hmm. but also, I guess, convenient. Yes, but then, you know, <laughs> when I call my son and I'm like, you know, you went so-and-so, what are you doing? Slow down. He goes, Ma, I had to pass a truck. That's the excuse all the time. Uh, okay. I had to pass a truck. <laughs> I'm like, it's always passing a truck. <laughs> so he knows. He knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. He knows how to play the game. Yeah. Oof, three. So, yeah. Three. three. One more to go. Did you feel like you noticed a difference of when the kids got their license? They just were homeless as well? Um, not much with Sophia. Sophia's always been a homebody. Mm -hmm. So she got her license and it actually kind of helped me because I was sending her out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Girls are always like that more than boys, I have to say. Uh, buddy, you know, if I tell him to do something, I mean, I have to say he does take the kids to school every morning. That's so nice. that is extremely nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do next year, but one day at a time. So, yeah, so Buddy does help me with stuff like that. Sophia was more my errand runner. Like, return this for me. Can you run to the supermarket? 
Buddy's more my take the kids to school or can you take your brother to a birthday party for me? Stuff like okay. that. Yeah, helpful though. Yeah, definitely helpful. I definitely enjoy every minute of it. I know. That was my favorite part of getting my license was just being able to play whatever music I wanted uh, in the car. Because then you get to control the radio and nobody else does. I'm pretty sure they like that too because <laughs> I like, when I go in the car is the only time that I can make my phone calls. I have Bluetooth. Yep. So um, that's the only time I get to catch up on, you know, my phone calls. So I really never listen to the radio and they can't stand it because if they're in the car with me, they're yep. like, really, Ma? But then once in a blue moon that they put the radio on, it's got to be like full blast, loud. <laughs> I can't even hear myself think. And then sometimes the choice of music that they choose, I'm like, really? I cannot do this for the next 20 minutes. That's why, that's why I loved having my car. <laughs> it was like my favorite place to be. I was like, I have my own CD. Yeah. I don't have my mom or my dad yeah. being like, what is this? What mm -hmm. did they say? I'm like, it's just it's a popular song. Let me let me dance to it. And you, you know, know what the crazy part is? I I'm going to tell you this. It's not that my kids have one style of music they listen to. They mm -hmm. actually listen to a really broad style of music. One minute could be country. One minute could be like the old time days of stuff that I used to listen to. The next minute is this type of music that I can't even understand the <laughs> words that are coming out of their mouth. And I say to them, but how do you go from one extreme to another? J just explain it to me. I mean, listen, I'm happy because at least there's something in there that I could understand. Yeah. But but they have a really, really big, broad range of the type of music they listen to. Honestly, I feel like I get my range from just having a big family. Yes. Because yes. it's like each mm -hmm. person has their favorite thing. And so there's certain, you know, singers and bands that like I never would have even heard of if I didn't have my older cousins. Yep. And then now my younger cousins mm -hmm. and obviously like my parents, yep. you know, like Earth, Wind and Fire and all that. Exactly. Because I'm curious, are they Bad Bunny fans? Because I love Bad Bunny. I'm a big, I'm actually, believe it or yeah, not, I was like, I'm a big Bad Bunny I fan. I figured you were. Um, I have to say, they <laughs> do listen. Is. Yeah, they do listen to some Bad Bunny music. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like Bad Bunny. It's upbeat. Yeah, well, sometimes when I turn around to them in the car and say, can we listen to something that we all agree on? So yeah, we all agree fair. on that. That's fair. But, and you know what else? I have a 12 year old now and the 12 year old is listening to a lot more things that maybe he shouldn't be listening to at 12 <laughs> years old. <laughs> but how do you control that? Explain that to me. How do you control what a 12 year old listens to when you I have mean, a 17 year old and an 18 year old in the car? You really can't. Cause I was 10 listening to my cousin's stuff. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of rap music, mm -hmm. but also I remember being on the bus I would take the bus to school and I had a friend that had the DMX CD uh -huh. and we would listen to the DMX CD every day at 7 a.m. going to school. And yep. we thought we were so cool and we knew all the words and it just was it just was cuz that's it. Like, it is what it is. But then, you know, I sit back and I say to myself, sometimes, you know, I'm not a big social media goer. But, you know, once in a while, you know, when you have five minutes at night and you're trying to wind down, you start scrolling. Now, again. Don't ask me how to maneuver TikTok. I have no <laughs> clue. All I know how to do is swipe up. Yeah. And just, and I'm like, but how do, how do you know what videos are coming up? I don't even know. I really it, like, don't even know. It like picks it for you. That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. And so, it's scary a little bit. So what's it the scarier part is that some things that I see on there sometimes mm -hmm. of what kids are reading in school and listening in school, I say to myself, you know what? Maybe the music my son's listening to is not as bad as what books he's reading in school. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. 
Oh, oh no. I mean, from what I see. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's like the kids in school is not in my algorithm yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy how definitely the world has changed. Oh, yeah. It's different. Oh, yeah. It's definitely different. I mean, all social media stuff freaks me out. Of mm-hmm. You say one thing to a friend about one thing and then all of a sudden I see 10 different posts about that thing. Yes. And I'm like, why is it listening? I'm like, where's the thing I can turn off? Well, where's your privacy? Where? I mean, obviously, I guess, can you go into a room without any electronics? Because if you go in without, or are your TVs listening to you too? I I have no idea. I don't know anymore. (laughs) I really don't know. And I don't like it. Well, what's funny is I've seen TikToks of like women jokingly but not jokingly they'll grab their boyfriend's phone uh-huh. and they'll talk near it and they'll be like engagement ring <laughs> oval ah! this one <laughs> like you know and they like start naming brands and everything that but they're is like so they're funny. like have engagement rings pop up and <laughs> i've never thought of something like that that is hilarious so you might be able to manipulate it if you want you know certain things to be reminding someone else you know whatever thing you just gave me an idea <laughs> it's, a, it's not a bad idea not a bad idea you can talk into your kids phones whatever you want for that next is Christmas. so funny yeah i never thought about it that way um so but, yeah uh, driving tonight fun scary fun <laughs> <laughs> it's fun it'll be exciting i mean it's exciting for him i mean didn't you say like with sports um marco might get a little nervous if he sees you get nervous yes he's my so, nervous nelly yeah he is so, so I'm, just, I'm playing it cool yeah play it cool you know? and, it. and the guy who's taking him out actually took my older two kids out so okay you know he knows my kids he knows the family and uh hopefully you know marco does a good job <laughs> well that's the, that's the point of the teacher mm-hmm. it'll, it'll work out it'll be all right yep uh i had one little update Oh, tell me. So I went to Vegas. And? And I did see Magic Mike. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, and uh, what did you think? Let me tell you something. I I don't consider myself a prude whatsoever. Uh-huh. I'm very open about sex, mm-hmm. talking about sex, friends, whoever, even like family members. But uh, I was a little like, okay. Really? I was a little like, oh, okay. I didn't think it'd be... I don't like I don't even know how to describe it exactly. So let me but ask you a question. There were parts where I was like, "Oh, I feel a little uncomfortable." So I definitely should never go see that show because <laughs> <laughs> if you felt uncomfortable, I'm staying far uh, away. But let me ask you a question. Does it engage with the audience or is it just like a show, stage show? So it's a big mix. Okay. So it, this was kind of funny. It felt like anytime there would be like a very like sexy dance, even mm-hmm. if it, you know, didn't have audience members, which more than not, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, then the next dance would be like clothes are on and it actually was a legit like dancing. And, okay. And some people actually sang like, ah. like truly there's a lot of talent that's true talent. So okay. I'm not knocking the show, mm-hmm. but it was funny that it almost felt like after everything that was like sexy, they'd be like, okay, and let's like have almost like a break for everyone kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So it's a big combo. So there are like a few women that I guess are kind of like audience transplants. So at first you think it's someone from the audience, but then they start dancing with them and you're like, oh, it's another professional dancer, right? And then there are some numbers they do of like, they come to the crowd. But this is the part I like. You have to like invite them to pick you. Does that make sense? So it's you really gotta not, like stand up and be like, pick me, pick yeah, me. Yeah, okay, you gotta like okay. make eye contact and like give a wave. Okay. Like if you're sitting the way I was sitting, it was like no one, no one was coming to bother me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, I was like, not that I'm judging. I'm like, have fun, everybody. Uh-huh. And I think also I was like, we we ended up getting in late from our flight got delayed. Mm-hmm. So we immediately went to the show. So we actually missed the first half of it. Oh, boy. But we ended up being like, half was plenty. It was plenty <laughs> oh. for like me and my friend. But we also were, you know, stone sober. So we're like, oh, maybe if we like had a drink. Uh-huh. But can I tell you this? What I was surprised? What? A lot of women did bring their husbands or boyfriends. Really? Like a good amount. I was kind of shocked how many. And what were they doing? The men kind of were just hanging out. Some of the stuff they were like into having fun because also, like I said, there were, you know, attractive women that were uh-huh. also part of the show. Um, or there was some songs that you like would get up and everyone would dance. Uh-huh. And like I saw a bunch of these husbands just dancing with their wives, having a good time. And I just was I was just surprised. Now, my what's going through my mind right now <laughs> is I wonder if if the roles were reversed. Right. And the couples went to a, what do you call it? Like a female show, show, strip club, I guess. No, strip clubs would be male and women, I guess. Yeah. Would it be the same? Like, would the girls be participating like the guys were? I mean, I know girls that have gone to strip clubs with their, like, boyfriends. Erica, I have to be honest. (laughs) And don't think I'm a prude, but I kind of am. I've never been to a strip club. I've never been to a Magic Mike show. I've never... (laughs) ever been to any of those things i mean i don't think it makes you a prude if you haven't gone to those things but it's just it also is a that's a new thing that's not that's true that's a new generation thing of going to strip clubs with your partner or whatnot like i actually you want to know something crazy i ended up going to my high school boyfriend's bachelor party really not like the whole time Uh but they did it in new york city and apparently they went to some type of strip club situation that was mm-hmm. really not good or awkward, uncomfortable. They were like, ah, it just wasn't fun. Uh-huh. So then they text me and they go, do you know any strip clubs in New York? I'm like, uh, no. How did you know? I was like, I don't, but I know men that do. So I yeah. said, well, let me ask a couple friends. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they all say this place, you got to go. And they're like, well, do you want to come meet us? And I had a show. I was like, ah, I was like, maybe I'm like, let me see when it's done. And I get done, and I remember, like, getting home late. It's, like, 2 a.m. Uh-huh. I text them, like, I just got home. You know, are you guys still out? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we're out. It's so fun. You got to come. I said, okay. And I go, let me look it up. Let me see how far it is. It was a seven-minute walk from my apartment. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I had no idea. I was like, I had no idea I lived near this place. Uh-huh. Not that it's a bad thing, but I was yeah. like, oh, this is apparently mm-hmm. one of the most popular clubs. And so I ended up going and hilarious though, of when I was at the door, they were like, mm, oh, you're here to meet guys. They have to come get you. Really? And I was like, why? I just, can I just pay the cover and go in? Yeah. And they were like, well, we've had incidences with uh, girlfriends showing up oh, and it's been a problem. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. So it's like, is it normal? Is it the norm? Not really. If uh-huh. they had to do that with me, I was like, okay, I guess this isn't so normal and happens all the time but i was like okay i'll go and honestly i had fun okay it was like but i think also it was the guys i were with Uh were just they're like the nicest dudes yeah and they kind of were just like oh isn't this fun this is crazy like they would they clapped i remember one time for this girl that was dancing and i was like well, she's doing a good job, you know? Like, I was like, <laughs> like, they truly were not being, like, creepy whatsoever. And, uh-huh. I mean, to be honest, I kind of was like, this just feels like I'm in, like, a rap video. You know what? Listen, I am all for clean fun. You know, if it's clean yeah. fun, I'm all for it. Just because I never experienced it or I've never been to one of those places, I yeah. can't really judge them. But as long as it's clean fun, to each their own. Yeah. God bless. I know. They were just, <laughs> they were, like, too sweet for their own good. Like, I remember we left and one guy just goes... 
uh, I got to get my engagement ring soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I was like, all right. But I guess he put life into perspective I and know. said, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to yeah. settle down. <laughs> He's like, I had a good time, but I think it's, I think that was enough. We all yeah. did it, you know, yeah. but it was, uh, it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm at my old high school boyfriend's little party and. Look at that. I don't know. I was like, well, never thought I'd do it. But I was like, well, check that off my list. Mm -hmm. I have been to a strip club one time. There you go. One and done. <laughs> one and done. So I'm like, to each their own on that. But Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk about something else besides <laughs> that. We went from driving I know, to sorry. Well, I had I told you, you were like, how was Magic Mike? I was like, I got to give her the update. Yeah, I no, I, listen, I'm going to live through you, Erica. You're a lot <laughs> younger than me. And, you know, I got married really young. So, like, tell me what's out there these days. I know. Which I was like, you could still go to Magic Mike if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, no, I don't feel right. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, you know, I come from the old school, like, you know, respect. And, you know, I have a husband and children and... I like to keep it that way. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, a lot of people, a lot of people go and bring, bring their husbands. So if you want to bring yours, it's apparently not weird. People are doing it. So. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a couple questions here we're going to go through. So guys, if you uh, want to send us some questions, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. All right, so this one is just called, uh, what would you do? Growing up in a big Italian family, I value how important family is. However, the past three years have been very challenging to keep it short. My mom had a schizophrenic episode and refuses to get help. Since then, I've had no relationship with her. When I was a senior in high school, she sold everything in the house, moved, and left me in the house alone. My dad and brother both tried to get her help, showed her love and support, and be there for her, but she pushed them away. My family has completely stopped talking to me when I told them they should do more for their daughter slash sister to get her help. Do you have any advice? I'm only 21 and it's very challenging. I'm not sure what to do. Big fan of the podcast and your family. God bless. So this is a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. It actually makes me really sad. I know. You just you feel know, bad. Feel bad for her. She's only 21 and she seems like she's trying and she has tried. Um, I missed the question. Did she say she has a relationship with her dad and, and her brother? So it sounds like now they're not talking to her because she was trying to get them to do more to try to help mm -hmm. her mom. Which I get. It's yeah. hard. It's definitely hard. You know, sometimes when someone is struggling in life, whether it be with addiction, schizophrenia, um, bipolarism, any, any mental health thing mm -hmm. that's going on in their life, it's sad to say, but that person also has to want the help. Yeah. And that's the hardest part of getting help. Half of it is having someone give you that little push, but mm -hmm. the other half is you wanting it. And, you know, I could tell you if she has reached out to the family, if she has done some everything herself, you know, if she has reached out to maybe a friend of the mom's, if if she has reached out to everybody and is at her wit's end, then she should say to herself, I did everything I possibly can. And, you know, she should be comfortable enough to put her head on the pillow at night and say, I tried my best mm -hmm. and hope that her mom will one day come around because she probably will. Because in all these mental health situations, something does click once in a while or yeah. that that person sees someone in the street or, or maybe it is a family member that one time clicks. Something will click eventually. Mm -hmm. And she will, I do believe that she will eventually speak to her mom again. And, and her mom will, will get help. But it's going to probably take time. 
if this is the way it is right now, the only advice I could give her is that if she's done everything she possibly could, then then let put it to rest. Sometimes um, going after something so much actually pulls you apart mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. If you just give it a rest, it might take a month, it might take six months, it might take a year, it might take two years. We don't know what that number is. But my only advice to her is if she feels that she did everything possible that she can, then she should feel comfortable with herself. And I do believe she should also try to speak to someone just to um, help her get through it because it's got to be hard for her. Mm -hmm. It is her mom. Um, And at this point, I would tell her to just concentrate on herself. You know? Yeah. And also, you know, you still have other family members. I know Mm -hmm. she said they're not talking to you right now, but. I think you would just approach that and just apologize to say, listen, you know, I just want my mom to be better. And like, yeah. I'm sorry if you thought that meant I didn't think what you were doing was right or that you didn't do enough. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. She's still not getting help, not talking to me because, you know, you have a family and as much as you you know, want to be close to them, sometimes you can't be close to certain mm-hmm. people. But the ones that are there, I'm sure your brother and your dad would, you know, yeah. still be there for you and still talk to you like. Because they probably feel the same way of what you just said. It's like, look, you try and you try and you try. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. Exactly. And you can't make people get help. And it's the most frustrating thing mm-hmm. of when people need help. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I think all you can do is just try to keep the door open on communication. Exactly. Try to keep the door open and, and concentrate on yourself. Yeah. You know, try to try to get a therapist for yourself to help you cope through this situation to help you give you coping mechanisms to help you through what you're going through. Yeah. And especially you're young. The bright side of that is if you are in school of any kind, they have mm-hmm. counselors that yeah. are paid for. So you don't even have to worry about the money of exactly. it or what insurance you're on, mm-hmm. uh, which is always a great resource at any school for anybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's hard, but I agree with you of sometimes, sometimes you when you've done what you've it. done, there's nothing much you could do. Yeah. That's very hard. So but anyway, thank you for emailing, and yeah. we hope everything everything goes okay. Exactly. I'll be thinking of you. Yes, me too. All right, we'll do one more email here. Again, guys, if you want to email us, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. All right, so this one is called Can't Sleep. Hello, Lisa and Erica. First, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I hope my English isn't so bad because I'm writing from Germany. Hmm. We have a seven-month-old daughter, and it was hard for us to put her to sleep from the beginning. When I brought them both home from the hospital, my wife and I would alternate carrying her around so that she fell asleep and it worked really well in the beginning. But the older she got, the harder it became. She wakes up from every little noise and can't fall asleep by herself only when she's breastfed. Now it's at a point that she isn't sleeping alone, so my wife goes with her between 6 and 7 p.m. to bed and ends up staying there for the night. I talked to many different doctors and they all told us the same thing, that this problem will be solved by itself when she becomes older Uh, but yet nothing has happened yet. We are so desperate, and I miss sleeping in bed with my wife every night. Any advice is appreciated. Kind regards, Fabio. Okay, Fabio. I got some advice. I got four (laughs) kids that were never good sleepers. (laughs) Yeah? Okay. What worked for you? Um, So I remember the doctor saying that once they reach a certain amount of weight, I think the weight was 16 pounds, Mm -hmm. that, you know, their feedings would get cut down at night, and there was really not necessary for them to go through such a short period of time before they ate again. Okay. So um, I remember that once they hit that 16-pound mark, (laughs) I was like, okay, it's time to start sleeping longer. So the best thing to do and the best advice I could give is establish a routine. 
But when I say establish a routine, I'm talking like you can't steer steer off the routine at mm-hmm. all. If you want to pick, six, I know people that start this routine at six o'clock. Wasn't me, you know. I'm more of a late late bird. Whether it's six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever time works for you, mm-hmm. you pick that time. I'll use eight o'clock as an example. Eight o'clock, it's bet it's bath time. I always love giving my kids a bath at night because I feel like it kind of relaxed them. Yeah. The hot water, the heat, the steam just totally put them in a little bit of a relaxation mode. Yeah, maybe you could use some of that like oatmeal stuff. Exactly, or exactly. Yeah. So, you know, again, depending on what your last feeding time is, you know, if, if the baby is still on bottle fed, it's bath time, it's read a book, 10 minute book, give them a bottle, give them a kiss goodnight, and put them in their crib. Mm-hmm. They're going to cry. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you they're not. They're going to cry. Yeah. But I'm telling you after day four, maybe day five, it's like the light of God has opened up. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yeah. They're not crying. And they, they self-soothe. They learn how to self-soothe. Because the problem is by you rocking them to sleep so the day they were born and walking them, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. They don't know that there's a method of self-soothing, going to bed. You know, some kids have their little pacifiers. Some kids have their little blankie. Some kids have whatever that little object is that helps them self-soothe, give it to them. <laughs> you could take it away in the lo- you know, yeah. later on. But establish a routine. And when I tell you, not 801, not 805, <laughs> 8 o'clock. Whatever time that you start, you have to just move on forward and continue on. Mm-hmm. And once they learn how to self-soothe, I can promise you that they will sleep through the night. They okay. will not wake up. All right. I'm telling you. I was going to say, I have a cousin that they're very diligent about the nap time being mm-hmm. exactly the same mm-hmm. too. And I remember she threw a birthday party for her son and, you know, nap time came up during the party mm-hmm. and we were all at the party, but they went and put him to his nap time. I'm telling you. So they were like, nope, we're keeping it. Yeah. We can't afford to not. Kids work very well with routine. Mm-hmm. And the younger they are, the better, the stricter the routine, the easier life is going to be. I believe it. Yeah. And yeah. as they get older, it actually works too. <laughs> I was going to say though, when you close the door and you hear the crying from the mm-hmm. baby... Do you just stand outside the door and see how long it takes for it to I stop? don't. I had to walk away. Yeah. Because listening to the screaming makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget um, when my second child was born, when my buddy was born, he um, had very bad acid reflux and he had colic. So he would scream bloody murder all night long. And I'll never forget going for, to my six-week postpartum checkup I'll never forget the doctor looking at me and saying, you're not well. And I just started crying because mm. I hadn't slept in weeks. The baby, all he would do was cry. And he said, do me a favor. He goes, put the baby in the crib and shut the door. Crying never killed the baby. Mm. And you know what? Those words always stuck with me. No matter how much they cry, all it's doing is clearing their lungs. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> They're getting some cardio in. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I remember when my sister, since she was so much younger, my parents with her started doing the like, shut the door, mm-hmm. let her cry. And they also would lock their door so mm-hmm. she couldn't come in, you know, their room. Yeah. And I remember my dad, he was like, no, no, just wait with me one second. Because I was like, she's crying. He's like, shh, 
And we just waited, and all of a sudden, just stopped. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "She's doing that because she'll know you'll go back yeah. in." And then you don't go back in. They're finally like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. didn't work." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it works, but it's it's hard. Yeah. I so you got to start that routine. So at least you'll get your wife back in bed. <laughs> I know, right? Especially, I'm sure she'll sleep better. I'm sure it's a much better bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, but thank you guys for emailing in. And if you want to send us a question, it's what's up, cuz pod at gmail.com. That's what's up, cuz pod at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening and watching and we'll see you next week. Till next time. Bye. Bye.